You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. It's December 8th, 2022, and you're listening to episode 314 of the PHP Ugly Podcast. We are three real-world developers who make a living every day with the PHP programming language, and we get together on a weekly basis around 9 p.m. Pacific Coast time, and just kind of talk about things, talk about where the PHP community is, talk about our life, what we've been working on, and... Uh, Anything, anything that comes to mind. You, too, can be part of that conversation by joining us in our Discord channel at discord.phpugly.com, where the three of us and a bunch of our listeners hang out during the show and all week and just chat. I am your host, Eric Van Johnson, and with me tonight is John Congdon. Hello, hello. And time right out. Hey, I'm alive. We do have sponsors, uh, HoneyBadger.io and Cloudways, who we'll get to, as well as our Patreon supporters, who we'll talk more about later in the show. It sounds like Eric but, needs some of that. Some of that uh, lemonade. Yeah, a little low energy. <laughs> so, if we we hang out in our Discord all week with our listeners, as I, as I said in the intro, but Tom is also part of the PHP architect, uh, company Slack channel. And Tom pops into our Slack channel and says, I need to talk about Panera lemonade this week. Just be prepared. Just be prepared. So if they were going to be a sponsor, I'm throwing them under the bus. (laughs) All right, let's hear it. What's going on with Panera Lemonade? Well, I went to the hospital on Saturday. Uh, thought I was having a heart attack. Uh, thankfully, turns out I wasn't having a heart attack. But I had to sort of go through my day. It was a massive panic attack. My whole body really just revolted. Uh, so I went through my day, like what I had done pre- you know, previously, and tried to figure out what was going on and remembered drinking charged lemonade at Panera, which they advertise as a caffeinated lemonade. Um, oh, so that's the thing. It's like caffeinated. That, that, that's the whole selling point. Is apparently. Okay. So their soda machine was down and all they had was lemonade and coffee. And I didn't want coffee. So I had lemonade. And did some digging into it. Over a period of about a half an hour, I had 800 milligrams of caffeine. Uh, which translates roughly to seven or eight Red Bulls. It is a, an unpleasant... Like a lot. Yeah, it is an unpleasant amount. The, the large cup that you can buy at Panera is on its own 400 milligrams of caffeine, which is like a crazy, stupid and dangerous amount of caffeine for lemonade. And you you had two of those. Basically. Yeah. So you were a a thirsty boy. Yeah. 
I was very thirsty, and I didn't think for any reason that Panera would poison me with caffeine, but turns out it did. So, thankfully, not a heart attack. All my tests came back good and and happy and everything, but uh, very upset to have a hospital bill because Panera decided to caffeinate their lemonade more than any other energy drink on the market. If <clears throat> So you can't be the only person this would have happened to. So I'm surprised it's not nope. a bigger deal. Me too. Like, like a like a some sort of class action. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm looking into that. There are there are other people. <laughs> uh, there are other people who have been hospitalized because of it, and the uh, people who worked at the Panera where they were starting this mm-hmm. rollout, this test market. Uh, warn all of the customers that this stuff is dangerously highly caffeinated but uh yeah they they sell it to kids they don't mention anything about how extremely high the caffeine content is so now i'm on a whole like no caffeine kick right now eric you see what what i'm drinking out of i i love i love this yeti cup what where'd you get look at that that is so nice. That's pretty Where great. Where did you get such a such a nice uh, nice Yeti cup there, uh, John? Some awesome <laughs> co-host of mine picked it up. Although I noticed this is missing something underneath of that. You, you didn't oh, do. Oh, I'm. Yeah. So we started talking about the the our new tagline that we've been putting on the elephant, and we've been using it more. The uh, I'm a PHP architect. And I was looking at it, I was like, oh, I'm surprised you didn't put that on there because that was your your thing. You came up with that. Yeah, these, these are kind of, I was kind of mocking it up. I, was, I really wanted to see more of what the uh, elephant looked like in the back. And uh, I only ordered a couple of these. So, yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I think it looks good. I like it a lot. Yeah. I've, I've been using it daily. Yeah, me too. It's my new favorite, my new go-to. N- not to dismiss uh, your 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 struggle this week tom we're happy you're okay oh yeah just no more no more caffeine for me that's all no more (laughs) no more panera are are you boycotting panera now or uh i'm definitely have to go back there one more time to photograph the the display for the lemonade Mm. uh for legal purposes but gotcha all right well what about you john how was your week Uh, mostly good, except for this morning at 6 a.m. being, you know, called into an emergency issue where code that I wrote went live last night, went through all the testing, everyone signed off on it and it was good, except there was this weird Boolean conversion, you know, because we're still not good with, with, uh, static typing in some places, especially in our templates where I screwed up. Basically I ended up switching from zero one values to using an enum of on off and partial. I needed a third option. So Boolean didn't work anymore and forgot to change one place in a template, which didn't really affect anything other than people's perception. They're making phone calls they don't have recording enabled, but because of this flag, a button 
showed up that said stop recording. So now they think their calls are being recorded, even though they weren't. And it was like, ah, what's going on? Get in here. We need we need to fix figure this out. Like, do we revert or figure it out? And luckily, it was an easy fix. This is, this is how conspiracy theories start, where like someone says, "Oh, did you know phone burner records every single call secretly?" <laughs> hey, thanks. No, we do not. <laughs> I can tell you for a fact. No, we do not. Yeah, There's nothing secret about it. It, it was just, it was a frustrating thing. Uh, but outside of that, the rest of the week was good. Um, doing a lot more live code reviews where getting into Zoom with somebody that's doing the code review and just walking through, especially when it's a, you know, a rather large feature change. And I, I'm finding that very beneficial. So I recommend trying it, especially with our team getting in and uh, trying that out. And then today we did a bug squashing session, open four simple PRs just to get rid of the, these bugs that are going into honey badger. It's like, ah, don't need those anymore. So back to your live code review. Mm -hmm. So what, how, how does that work? Like you, you do the review of somebody else's code and you both just jump on a zoom call or something. Right. So this was my PR, which was like 50, 60 files. And I asked somebody else to do a code review of it, got into Zoom with, with him. And like he just has a broad understanding of what I'm doing. He starts going through and, you know, just saying, picking things out like, oh, maybe this would be better somewhere else. Or maybe we should name this different. Oh, I like what you did here, you know. Pros and the positives and negatives, like things that should change, but also should be some like, oh, this was a good change, or I like what you did here, or you know, some sort of something where you don't the person who wrote the code doesn't feel like everything is negative. <laughs> Cause I've been in those code reviews too, and it, it sucks. I'm that type of code reviewer. Right. When I review other people's code, it's like it's either looks good to me or everything is terrible. Get rid of it. I've been I've been so, having I mean, trouble with that lately too. I guess well going back to that live code review, which I kind of like the concept of, but I mean I don't know, man. I find my like windows to do code review to be very precious time, you know, precious precious little slivers of time in my day, and like. The idea of assuming that the person's code I'm reviewing is going to have that same free time to kind of go through everything seems like, I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely not for every PR. It really should Mm -hmm. be for ones that, you know, they're they're rather big. And you're instead of somebody going back and leaving 30, 40, 50 comments throughout it, you can sit down and have a conversation. Like maybe there's a... A question of well, why'd you do it this way? And if if you can explain why, maybe there's no comment to be left or nothing to change. Yeah, I've thought about even like just firing up Zoom or in in Slack, just getting a, a, a huddle. What do they call it? Hangout huddle, huddle, huddle. Yeah. getting a huddle going, and just all just sharing my screen all day long and like to basically like 
you know, a Twitch stream for just for the internal company. So that anybody who you know wants to jump on and pair program with me, or maybe they're working on something while I'm working on something, and you know, we're just talking to each other, or I don't know. I just kind of I've done that uh, with. Frank and I do that occasionally. We will do this pair program, do these pair programming sessions together. And it's just, I don't know. It's just like a good little feeding off of each other and talking through things. And I like it. I like it a lot, but I don't know. I, uh, I go back and forth on it, whether like, am I more productive as a group? Are we more productive? Like when it's Frank and I, are, are we both still being as equally productive or are we not? You know, I don't know. I keep going back and forth on it. I like the idea, but I haven't done it yet. Yeah, it's hard. It's it's a change, and change is hard. Yeah. So you said you were ha- you had some issues with code reviews, Tom. What was that? Yeah, you know, it's like I have to get myself into a really specific mental state to to do a code review, and like sometimes I think I'm there. I'm like ready to do a code review, pull it up, start going through it, and then just sort of like feel myself uh, lazing off of it and then like, okay, put it on hold, go back to it in a little bit. But it's just, I, I, I don't want to just run through it and not notice anything that could be a potential big problem. So I've, I've definitely approved stuff where I went back to it later and went, ah, I shouldn't have, I should have put some comments in there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, How was your week, Eric? It was good, John. You know what I did a good chunk of my week? What is that? I reviewed talk submissions. That was a lengthy process. It was very lengthy. I came out of it, like, during it, I was like, oh my gosh, it's too much. This is taking way too long. But came out of it so excited for tech and the the presentations that look to be shaping up. We we tried doing something different. We got a, a bunch of people in there doing uh, rating the, the sessions. So we're trying to get an average of what everyone likes instead of you and I just going through and picking what we would want to see. Uh, but yeah. still super excited for what se- how it seems to be shaping up. Well, and what's funny, somebody else had mentioned it in our Slack channel. So the we've done a couple of rounds of uh, kind of this review of submissions. Our first one, I think we talked about thumbs up, thumbs down. This one was like this. It gave you three talks and you kind of weighed which talk, you know, you'd, you'd want to see this one, then this one, then this one, or any combination of those. Or you could do, you know, uh, you know one here and two twos or whatever. You, you have this, you had this system. And as you're going through it, it says, hey, you're 10% done. You're 11% done. And then, like, you get up to, like, 90%, and all of a sudden you're, you're back down to 88%. And then you're 92%, and then you're 89%. And 91, 92, 91, 92, 91. I'm like, come on! I felt like I was, like, you know, then I was like, "All right, what answer do you want? What answer are you looking for?" All in all, all in all, for the we have four different types of talks that we are kind of weighing out. 
Uh, there's a, the general one hour session. That's the biggest one that has the most talks. So we're focusing there and it was over two hours of just going through all of the sessions and basically taking the three talks and they're, they're playing a game. Who's going to win first, second, third, and they're actually getting rated behind the scenes. Whatever you pick as your first place goes up some number of points in relation to the other talks it's against. So whatever their current scores are, if it's way high, if your first place is way higher than the other one, it only goes up a tiny bit. But if they're really close together and it's the winner, it goes up more. It's, it's a chess rating system. It's very interesting. But I think what was the the reason the percentages were going down is as you rated some, it would, the scores would change to where more talks have the same rating. So now they have to, we have to split those up. So all in all, there was more to be done. Yeah. I figured it was something like that. Like I said, I was just like, just tell me what you want. I will, I will vote for that. I just want to be done. Yeah. But uh, so be aware you've been you've been warned blind early bird special will be going away shortly. We we're we're starting to we're starting to go through the talks. We're going to start picking some speakers. The moment we do that, then we're going to go to early bird and then eventually full price. Yep. So be aware of that. You have. If 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 you're working for a company, especially if you think your company is going to send a couple of people, let them know. Say, hey, we really need to try to get it get this done before the before it goes away, before this price goes away. So you have been warned. All right. There's been some other so, exciting news this week, huh? What? Yeah. What? I think this is Eric's card. I'll let him say it. Oh, don't let Eric say he he'll tease it for a half an hour. <laughs> no, he and then, won't. and then he'll say we'll do it next. We'll do it next episode. So we've all been cooked. No. <laughs> <laughs> Twas the night before Christmas. <laughs> PHP eight point two is officially released, and uh, you might yeah. want to say that again because I think you blew everybody out. <laughs> Did I? PHP 8.2 is released? All right. I'll be, I'll be a little nicer this time. And I, I guess this is something that they've been doing for a while here. Let me keep it close up. Uh, they've been doing these really nice release pages, which I did not know that this was something they were doing. Somebody said, yeah, they've been doing this ever since, uh, eight, ever since 8 was released. Um, but yeah, these are nice. So they do show you some of the examples of some of the higher level uh, things that, are, that have been released in 8.2. Um, we can kind of go through them. I don't know if there's any particular thing that anybody's <clears throat> really that excited about. But uh, read-only classes is kind of the... the the big thing that everybody's talking about. So if you have a bunch of properties that you you're, you're setting to read only, read only, read only, you can now just name the whole class read only and not worry about it anymore. So, How long has it taken you guys to upgrade and what, what are you upgrading from to get to eight to? Does that make uh, any I'm, sense? Yeah, I'm up on, I'm on eight. 
eight zero or eight one. Eight zero. Are you are you marching towards eight two or are you not worrying about it right this minute? Uh, we're we're on a slow march towards it. You know, we're we're making progress on it. Uh, it's just uh, we we sort of abandoned eight one because we got so far into the year with it uh, without deploying it to our system. So we just said, screw it. We'll go to eight two. We'll just make the jump. Um, but I haven't really looked at the deprecations yet or any of the backwards compatibility issues. Um, so I'm not sure what's going to be a blocker quite yet. Well, fortunately for you, we have links for that. We'll get to those. Yeah. So we're in the process of going from seven, four to eight, two. And I'm shocked that to see some that are like, Oh, we just upgraded. No problem. And to see everything that we're going through. You mean liars? You're frustrated by liars, liars, or is it more it's working, but you don't know what's broken type of type of thing. Right. Yeah. Our, our biggest issue right now is dynamic properties and being an older code base. If you wanted something new on a object, you're like, eh, this, whatever. And then it necessary to declare it. So that's been a huge blocker slash thing that needed to be fixed. And I don't know if it was a has to, or, we're just trying to get everything cleaned up before upgrading. You know, that's deprecated, right? Right. But I think I talked about it before deprecation warnings or any warning in general slows your web page down quite a bit. Like we gain so much performance by getting rid of most of these things. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, I think I talked about it four or five weeks ago. We had this weird. Don't remember that at like, all. We just had this this big improvement in, in page speed, and we didn't know why for a long time. And it was like went from over two hundred milliseconds per request down to like one seventy. And it turns out it was a lot of these optimizations. And when I was talking to the to the person that's mainly responsible for kind of pushing us towards a two, it made a lot of sense. Every time a warning is thrown, it goes through the error handler, which has to figure out your stack trace. And it does all this extra processing before just returning back to where it was so that it can log everything to your, your error log. So all of that takes memory time. And just by cleaning it up, you're, you're going to improve your page speed. I, I say all that. I didn't know that. I say all that to say we're taking a long time to get to eight two, but the improvement in the code base has been phenomenal because working really hard on PHP stand to improve the the type safety, make sure the code is cleaner. It it's been a good upgrade. It's just taking way longer than I would have liked. When I when I hear other people are just like, ah, I threw eight point two out and it, it's working fine. Yeah, that's why I like my little Greenfield apps, because I just keep throwing the latest and greatest on there. I mean, both Laravel <laughs> and PHP. It's well, nice. Well, related to that, Larry Garfield uh, posted in Mastodon 
which I've been loving, by the way. You you've set up PHP Arch that social, and mm-hmm. I've been liking that way more than I've liked Twitter in the past. But he's bringing up a very similar question of what what is stopping people, um, or why are people frustrated with the change? Uh, his thing is he he did the update and it wasn't a big deal. And then you got people like uh, MWAP or Matthew Garofini saying it's because we're being kind of forced to upgrade quicker. We don't have like long-term support. Uh, right. It, it was an interesting thread. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a real thing, right? We've talked about this with Laravel for years, but you know, the, the, especially if you're in a big enterprise, upgrading is not, that easy to do it's not a very quick process uh putting patches down is not a is not a quick process and upgrading is is even a more challenging process especially when you have backwards breaking changes um so the fact that like seven came and went so quickly it was like wow you know that this is this is challenging i mean this is challenging for people in, in big organizations and big big companies um yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel the pain. It, it's, it's always great. I mean, we heard it in the Laravel world for years from people. I don't understand why people complain about how fast Laravel releases. I don't have a problem. My little homepage, I can, I can <laughs> upgrade it every week. It's like, yeah, okay, great for you. You're not, you don't have a big ass application with a lot of moving parts in it. Yeah, right. or a million mm-hmm. users. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I think in, in, yeah, I think it's, it's, this is where not having Zen around to, to have that company that you could pay to continue to support older versions of PHP for your company, I think is still one of those components missing, in our world, in our in our little PHP ecosystem. Now, granted, not a whole lot of other languages have it either. Not especially open source languages. This is really kind of one of these proprietary language sort of niches where say, so, oh yeah, we'll we'll continue to support our older stuff. But but yeah, it's I don't know, man. It's a thing. It's it's really really challenging. Really really challenging to address. I wonder what what the what internals would think if a small team stepped up and said, Hey, I will continue backporting security fixes into seven, four. Would they allow it to be officially? Isn't there someone doing that? That's a good question. Well, I don't know. I would assume no. If, or, or, if, if it's officially dead and they're not accepting, like they're not, there may be somebody doing it outside of PHP and it's not going to make it into the official packages. Right. Or, or better yet, what if a company stepped up and said, "Hey, we'll pay this much money a year if we can continue. If you guys can continue to support PHP seven for another two years or something like that." Right. I mean, I think that would be really nice. Um, we kind of we kind of uh, skipped over a few other uh, PHP eight point two things. Disjunctive normal. Form. This one hurts my head, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, 
I guess it's something we needed. So we talked about uh, in the past, we got uh, Union and then we got Intersection. And now we've now combined it all together with disjunctive normal form. Do do one of you want to try to explain this to me? I mean, I can I can explain it, but I'm not going to be very good at it. Uh, oh, go ahead. It's it's really just saying that you can you're expecting a parameter to be of this type and this type, so it needs to fulfill two different interfaces, for example, or some other type. Like maybe it has to be these two interfaces or this specific concrete class. The example you're showing here on the screen is it needs to be A or B. It needs to be one of these. It needs to be both of these interfaces or null. Yeah. I think the, the easiest example I can give is if you accept uh, different types of currency. So your class, you have a class for U.S. dollar, Canadian dollar, and British pound. And you accept those. You know, it has to be money and it has to be one of those three. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Well, it, it actually can't work that way. It can't be one of those three because you can't have parentheses around your intersection. No, but you can have A and B or A and C or A and D. Gotcha. Okay. So now we can we can return we we can have a return type of false or true or null. Mm. Well, we've we've had null for a while, but yeah, we can now have a return type of false or true. Well, we haven't had no. We've uh, had void. That's true. Uh, new random extension. Uh, I'm not really really up on up to speed on this one or why it's uh, so prevalent in this example. But yeah, we have a new random extension. Maybe it's more random than the other random was. I don't know. <laughs> So it's, um, it is more random because if you have two instances of PHP running simultaneously, they'll actually reference the global uh, random number generator versus this new random number generator, which is per instance. Okay. So that's, I mean, that's a big thing in crypto. <clears throat> we can now have constants and traits, which is, which again, was one of those things like we, we didn't have this. Oh, oh. Yeah, okay. this drove me nuts. <laughs> this drove me nuts constantly. So this is <laughs> no this intended. is kind of more of a <laughs> kind of more of a bug fix than a, than a new feature, but sure. Uh, deprecated dynamic properties, and there's a whole bunch of other stuff, a bunch of other deprecated stuff. But one thing that uh, I caught wind of, and I'm like, hey, that's pretty cool. Is uh, let me let me get this set up here. S the sensitive parameter class. Now this, if my if I'm understanding this correctly, is pretty slick. Yeah. So what this allows you to do is uh, the, the the example I always think of is like a login form where you have a username and a password. You can set the password field or the password variable as a sensitive parameter. And what that will do is the PHP engine will not allow for information leak into things like log files or, or error dumps or anything like that. If you say, hey, this, this parameter, this, this parameter right here is, sense, is a sensitive parameter. So know that and it will never, 
accidentally put it in a log file or throw it up on a screen of you it, know on a dump. It'll put it into a log file if you're using Logly. Wouldn't put it into a PHP error log file. How would Logly catch it though? Because it's being it's being caught at the at the PHP N- engine itself. No, not Logly. I'm sorry. If you're using Monolog or something like that, so if if you if you're logging your PHP error log to something like Logly, it wouldn't. But if you're logging variables via a logger like Monolog, unless it knows not to output sensitive variables, it's going to. Right? It it hmm. doesn't know. At that point, PHP can't say no. It's you're saying I want I want this in a log. Yeah, I'm wondering if there's if if you can add support for sensitive stuff to your logging software. Well, it's it's going to depend on how you're logging, right? If I <clears throat> if you put it into a string, then you're gonna there's no there's nothing stopping that. Then then your logger is just outputting a string that includes sensitive information. But can That's, I? Dumb on you. Right. But can I check if a variable is an instance of sensitive parameter and not log it somewhere else? I'll have to check that out. Yeah. That is a. All right. I had not heard about that one. So good find. I want to learn. Yes. I'm excited about that one. Okay. uh, Let's take a moment and pay some bills. First, we're going to talk about Cloudways, who's been a sponsor of ours for a couple of, on and off for a couple of years. Um, so here they are, Cloudways. We'd like to thank our partner, Cloudways. We love coding, but managing the server that code runs on can be time-consuming and error-prone. Cloudways offers peace of mind and flexibility so you can focus on growing your business instead of dealing with server management. With Cloudways, you get an optimized stack, managed servers, backups, staging environment, integrated Git, pre-configured composer, 24-7 support, and a choice of five cloud providers, AWS, DigitalOcean, Linode, Google Cloud, and Vulture. Cloudways helps you spend less time managing servers and more time doing what you really want, coding. Simplifying cloud deployment by managing one account and not multiple accounts across multiple cloud platforms. You also see the monthly cost for running your servers, so there's no surprise. Cloudways has all the tools you need to manage your server right there in their interface, or simply SSH into the machine yourself. Sign up for Cloudways today using the promo code PHPARCH, that's P-H-P-A-R-C-H, and get a 20% discount for three months. Or just visit phparch.com forward slash cloudways. That's phparch.com forward slash cloudways. Thank, Thank you, you, Cloudways. Thank you, Cloudways. Yes. Uh, we were talking uh, earlier about how how much our Discord kind of contributes to the show and contributes to just our knowledge in general. And just before the show started, uh, A Woods and Discord, who A Woods and Discord just bought his ticket to PHP Tech 2023. <laughs> so everybody knows he'll be in Chicago at that time. If if you know where he lives, you can you can rob his house. No, that would be bad. Don't do that. <laughs> but maybe join him in Chicago, and uh, that would be awesome. Um, but 
uh, Awitz shared with us a a site, a GitHub repo he came across on GitHub.io that talks about the backwards incompatibility changes between version to version of PHP. Um, this is pretty cool. So who, who was talking about that? Uh, Tom, you were saying something, right? You, you weren't uh, even sure what was deprecated? Yeah. Yeah. So this might be what you need to look at, my friend. Although it doesn't really talk about deprecation as much as, well, backwards incompatibility. I mean, I don't know. So, What's the difference, right? Well, deprecation means it still works, but you're going to get logs about it. It's more of yeah, a, it's, gonna, it's going to break in the future. Yeah. So thanks for that, A. Woods. I do appreciate that. Now, I'm not going to give you credit for your other link because I already had that in my Trello board. And I'm hoping we get to it, but uh, but yeah, you'll, I'll give you credit. For, I'll give you credit for that one. And if you're listening to the podcast, or if this is your first time watching the podcast, everything we we talk about, we we have in a Trello board. It'll pop up a lot of times on um, Discord. So if you're in our Discord channel, the links will show up. You can click on them and, and you can go to them. Uh, but also. We'll add it to our show notes after the video. Uh, we add it to the YouTube channel, so I'll, I'll go back. I'll, I'll I have a little script that kind of produces the show notes. You can always go back to the YouTube channel probably tomorrow. It, I'll get to it tonight. But if you're if there was something you heard that you didn't get the link for, or you're not in our Discord, come back to the channel tomorrow, and it will be in the description along with all of our Patreon supporters and all that. So. It's there for you. Speaking of our Discord channel, there was a fun link shared. If PHP were British, alone on a hill. And I it, love this one. It, it was a fun read. Like it would be more sophisticated. We would use Sterling instead of the dollar sign and <laughs> the the namings like we would use proper names, color with a U. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I love the. I love the. Uh, we wouldn't use Echo. We would use Announce. <laughs> my favorite was uh, instead of MySQL Connect, it would be My Structured Query Language Connect. So no, oh, no abbreviations. That one. <laughs> no abbreviations. So yeah. the uh, I brought this up one because it was a funny article, but it spurs on conversation within discord, which is so much fun. And then you start to have people jumping in saying, Oh, you could write a a PHP extension that would parse that, you know, and Sarah was saying, do a uh, lesson question mark, RHP for Royal hypertext preprocessor. And (laughs) now there's like, is this really going to happen? Are people going to write this just for funsies? (laughs) Right? Like, why not? Right? <laughs> Sounds like a hackathon project for tech. <laughs> hey, hey, I like that. I, and we do have some, uh, we do have some talks on how to write extensions too. Oh, <gasps> <Ooh>. <laughs> that could be fun. Be a lot of fun. All right, cool. So, thank you to our Discord, everyone that participates in Discord. It's so much fun in there. Yeah. Um. We had another link shared with, well, was shared with me in another Slack channel I was in that I ended up sharing with our Discord channel that 
I don't know. I mean, I I was feeling I was feeling all right about it, and then, then John really made me feel crappy about it. But it's called PHP Lands. I don't understand and how don't, he made you feel crappy about it. Because I was okay when I'm like, well, they don't have any podcast listed on here, so the fact that they don't have our podcast doesn't mean anything. But yes, there is in fact a podcast listed here. I forget where it's at, though. I think it's over here somewhere, right? I think it was a little further down, but I forget exactly where it was. But yeah. it, it was... Um, crap, it wasn't Roundtable. It was Town Hall. Oh, yeah, PHP Town Hall. Yeah, PHP Town Hall is listed on here, and we're not listed on here. Which sucks. And then, and then, and then, to make it even sting even a little bit more... PHP Architect isn't listed in here anywhere, which I'm like, come on. You don't want to give us some love. That's And look, I mean, tell me this isn't like the perfect place for PHP Ugly to be, right? <laughs> Big old skull. Come on. I love I love semicolon planes. This is, this is awesome. But yeah, uh, PHP Architect wasn't on here, which I, I, I was actually genuinely surprised at PHP Architect because, I mean, what, 2002? Right. PHP Architect has been not only been a part of PHP, but specifically a part of the PHP community and trying to make the PHP community a better, better thing. So, and, and I mean that that is that is to zero credit of John and I. We we just took over operations of PHP Arch uh, back in uh, twenty twenty one. So it's you know we're not taking credit for that by any means, but. But I was surprised to see that it wasn't it wasn't listed on here anywhere. Well, there's we'll the there's out. the lagoon we'll of PHP delusions. I think we can take that one. <laughs> what was that? The, was that the lagoon of PHP delusions. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. That's us. Well, and, and and you can you can actually open up a PR for us, so you can add locations. I'm, now I'm not suggesting I'm not suggesting our listeners bombard them with, with pull requests. I'm just, You're saying, just demanding it. I'm just saying if there is a way to add locations for entries that you can open a pull request for, if you wanted to for PHP so, and or so that's table, that's not to add a location on the map like that. That's to add a pin to the location. Well, but, but aren't all the locations pins? No. I'm pretty sure all the locations are pins. No? Mm-mm. Boop. Yeah. Not all, no. not all of them. I mean, it, that doesn't that wouldn't necessarily get your name on the map. If you open a PR, it's just going to put a pin there. Not. It's not going to change the map itself. Oh, oh crap. So that, that right. then people need to know. They would have to click on that, click on the pins, and then search each pin. Which is not easy. It's not yeah. easy to do. Yeah. Like Laravel has a whole whole golf golf coast. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I think we start a uh, start a campaign. Whoever put this together, first off, bravo, yeah, bravo. Cool. This is like pretty. This is super slick. I mean, even the art. Like I want this. Well, minus the pens. Like without the pens, I want this 
to like hang behind me. Like I, I want this on my wall. This, this is pretty sick. Well, I, I, I would have, I'd be, I would have to pull like a Trump. I would have a Sharpie and like put the <laughs> in there with a little circle around it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is pretty cool, man. I, I don't know uh, how you have this much time to do this sort of thing. PHP Office, like what is, what even is PHP Office? Come on, move. Move like this. This is what I end up doing. PHP Office, a set of pure PHP libraries for reading and writing spreadsheets. Word. Oh, of course, PHP Office. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Deprecation desert. I mean, come on. It's just like the creativity here is just off the chart or off the map. See. I mean, <laughs> great work, man. Great work for sure. All right. I feel like we just did a did a did an ad, but we're going to dive into another ad because I have a schedule here that I'm trying to keep to. Oh so, my gosh, we're we're running long. I know. Are we? Like, no, we're not. Where's where that other forty two? How? I, I mean, we still got more to talk about. That's what I mean. We're we're almost yeah. at an hour as is. Yeah, and I need to get I need to get Honey Badger in there. So here's 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 a little word about Honey Badger. This episode of PHP Ugly is sponsored by HoneyBadger.io, the web developer's secret weapon. HoneyBadger offers exception, uptime, and cron monitoring all in one place, and it is easily installed into your web application. Deploy with confidence and be your team's DevOps hero. Their list of features can fit a team of any size. Are you just starting out? A fantastic free plan for life that you can use while your traffic is low. Are you an established business? Perfect. You should have a system in place to alert you to errors in real time, not finding out when your web visitors complain, if they ever do. In addition, their third-party integrations will let you connect some of the most commonly used alerting services so that you can know at a moment's notice if things go wrong. Head over to honeybadger.io to sign up for a free account to get started. And while you are listening to a PHP podcast, HoneyBadger supports so many languages, including Ruby, JavaScript, Elixir, Python, Go, and so many more. Head over to honeybadger.io and start your trial today. Thank you, Honey Badger. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. So what else do we have? All right. So we're talking about new releases. Well, I, w- I want to actually, I need to, I need to change these cards around. Let me, let me start with this one here first. Uh, are you guys, did you guys know, or I don't know if it's a new thing. Like, GitHub had this concept of of being able to code th- through their interface. Yeah. But now they offer code spaces where it's like your entire development environment. Are are, are you familiar of, with this at all? Matter of fact, I don't even have it up. I don't have the right link here. Let me see if I can get the right link here. Code code spaces I'm is what it's called. I have not code seen spaces. this. Dude. I think I got an invite to it. And I never checked it out. There's no, yeah. there's no PHP template. This is my issue, right? This, this is like how how could there not be a PHP interface for this? But I don't know, man. I mean, you know, again, this is this is one of those things where it's like, all right, um, PHP Storm already has something like this. PHP Storm has, um, oh, what's it called? I forget what theirs is called. Spaces. Maybe it's just called spaces. I forget what 
PHP Storms is called, but PHP Storm or JetBrains has this service that you can essentially spin up your whole development environment in the cloud, tie your ID into it, and just develop, and everything's in the cloud, and you know, fine. And I guess GitHub now has this as well um, with GitHub Code Spaces. Uh, it's pretty slick. Obviously, it fires up in VS Code. Although I thought I saw, I thought I saw it like a JetBrains logo. Yes, there like, you can it, connect it, JetBrains it, to your code space. Oh, you can. Yes. Where do you see that? Uh, I have a, a doc here on how to do it. Um, okay. Pulled up specifically just because I know you love documents so much. But, uh, yeah, this stuff is, I mean, this, do you guys feel like this is the future of development for us as far as, you know, not with, with Docker and everybody was running Docker locally. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, why are we running it locally? Let's just put it out there on the cloud. So we don't have to worry about it. It's not, we don't have to worry about our performance. But what do you do when shit breaks? Well, I mean, shit breaks on local development environments all the time. That's what I mean. Right? What do you do? I mean, like, in your local, in my local development environment, I can fix stuff that breaks. I have, I spent an hour today on a MySQL problem. But, like, when it's in the cloud and you don't have really low-level access to your stuff, what do you do? That's a great question. Well, and, and that was my question. It's like I, I, I use things like CouchDB and, you know, we'll try all these like new services. Will that start to be like a choke point for these, for like GitHub? We're like, oh, hey, no, you have to use a relational database because we're not going to give you access to anything that's not a relational database. I don't think I would use it. I mean, I, I think the concept is cool. And as I explained Many times on the show, and I so wish you would consider being a sponsor of tech or a sponsor of this of this podcast. But uh, ever since I got hooked up with Tailscale, so much of this stuff has fallen to the wayside to me because now my desktop is that remote development machine. So if if I'm if I'm remote on my laptop working i work off my development uh, off my desktop here at the office if i'm on my ipad i'm working off my desktop here at the office and that's all because of tail scale but kind of the same concept right it's like i can you know i can configure it and if i have a problem if, if there's something something goes sideways i can fix it so yeah but the concept of not being tied down to one machine to do your development is always kind of been one of those pipe dreams that some developers had. Obviously not you, Tom. And John, I, you don't seem to give a shit. I mean it just it doesn't it doesn't work for me for a number of security reasons, you know, getting it cleared with with personal information and stuff like that. And and I just like having it on my computer. Yeah, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. I've used GitHub as far as like trying to jump around to make small changes and it works, but I can't imagine changing my workflow that much to to use it. But I don't know. Yeah. 
right. That's fair. That's fair. I was just curious. Just something I, I had come across and I, I, I thought. But uh, kind of along those same lines, like I said, you, you have to use VS Code. Uh, Tom said that uh, he came across some documentation that would allow you to tie PHP Storm into code spaces. But we had talked in the past about the fact that when Microsoft bought GitHub, now they had two competing code uh, IDEs. Are uh, is VS Code considered an IDE? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. It yeah. is okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, VS Code and Atom, which was GitHub's kind of editor uh, before before they were bought before they were bought by Microsoft. GitHub had Atom. Microsoft had VS Code, and of course there was PHP Storm in them and all these others. Now, see, I remember when Adam came out, and it was it was exclusively the land of hippies who were using uh, uh, Ruby on Rails for everything. No, 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 not Adam. You're thinking of um, you're thinking of. Um, Oh, what's that? Sublime. You're thinking. Of oh, Sublime. right. Sublime text. Yeah, Sublime text was was the Ruby. No, Adam. Adam was groundbreaking. It was like the first Electron editor that was all. Or no, it wasn't Electron. It was JavaScript, right? Or is Electron JavaScript? I forget. Either way, it it was supposed to be like approachable for developers. It was the it was the editor for developers by developers to allow developers to to, to develop. It was like this whole thing, right? And uh, and then of course VS Code kind of kind of follow, followed in suit with kind of the approach of Adam. So Adam, uh, the way I remember, Adam was uh, you know came to market first, then VS Code followed behind. Yeah, and, uh, so I was a big Adam fan when it was released. I mean, I liked it. They they say it's worth reflecting that Adam has served as the foundation for the Electron framework which paved the way for the creation of thousands of apps, including Visual Studio Code, Slack, and GitHub Desktop. So okay. it, it sort of brought Electron with it, I guess, and everyone started so, using Electron. Something's going on with your mic there, bud. Yeah, you stop moving around. You're, you're, we're losing. Be very still. Yeah, like don't even move your head and, and stop breathing so much. Just... Almost, almost did that. <laughs> well, anyways, Adam, Adam is now being sunsetted. So there, there is officially going. There actually next week, right, December fifteenth. Yeah, next Thursday is the uh, is the official sunset of the Adam editor. Which cool. I mean. It, it was a cool thing, and GitHub did a did a great work in developing it. And you know, when they got bought, they just didn't. Oh, look, they even talk about code spaces here. Look, reliable software development to the cloud via Microsoft Visual Studio Code and GitHub. Code. Didn't even catch that the first time. It's not showing in your window view there, but that's fine. Oh, was it not showing? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, don't. <laughs> I always forget. I, I got I got two views here, so yeah, yeah, it's there though. Is it there yet? Am I showing yet? Mm-hmm. Where, where am I? Right there. Anyways, uh, so yeah, 
that is being sunset. I thought that was cool. That's kind of a one of those little footnotes in development history right there, I feel like. Yeah, but it's nice that it goes away instead of st- sits around forever and slowly rots. I mean, true. That's true. I mean, do you have anything in particular with in mind with that? I, I just the fact that like, well, there was a there was an interesting comment on externals about removing OS two specific code. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing where I I worry that, you know, PHP sometimes people say PHP is moving too fast, but like this guy said, oh, yeah, you know, the last release of OS 2 was 2001. Maybe we don't need to support OS 2 in PHP (laughs) 8.2. And, like, yeah, that's fine. Please remove that. (laughs) But isn't there somebody still relying on it? Wasn't that part of that whole conversation? Uh, I don't think so. Oh. There was really only one comment on the conversation, and it was just like, yeah, go ahead, you know, we had uh, we had netware and BOS support for a while as well that I had to remove. Hmm. I couldn't imagine somebody running the latest PHP on an OS two machine. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, as far as editors go, we were talking about editors a second ago. We all know I have a, a particular preference towards uh them in a, a recent years neo them has been a real thing for me um and, and i always feel bad because people always ask for advice on how to configure their neo them for php development and i'm like hey man i just i go grab this guy's project and i i run from there but now now i have somewhere to point people i don't know if either one of you know just just archer uh she's she works for laravel now um she's done a lot of stuff with uh jmac uh jason from um laravel shift uh but she's a big neovim tmux user and i i'm i'm a huge tmux user now like i i have really michael dorinda got me on board with the whole tmux thing i used to never understand why i would use tmux when all my terminal apps had the ability to do splits and tabs, and I just didn't bother with with uh, Tmux. But now it's it's complete. I I just I have Tmux all the time. Like it's just it's just always there. Jess is, is putting together a great series on Laracast on how to configure NeoVim and Tmux, I'm sure, because I watched the Tmux one today, and I even took something away from it. Um, these have locks on them, so I assume these are premium, and the ones that don't have locks may, might be free. Yeah, I haven't watched this whole series, uh, honestly, because I swear to God, I can't watch another this is how, to, how you use Vim motion video I just can't watch any more of them. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> it's gotten over that hill but, finally. Uh, but if you don't know, <laughs> you know, maybe you want to watch it and uh, how 
she's configured her uh, Neo Vim and how she configures her Tmux, which, like I said, she showed me a, a nifty little trick that I like. Just to be clear on motions, because it's not that you're sick of watching it. It's motions is the most basic usage of Vim. So you don't want to, you don't right. need to watch how to move up and down and quit. <laughs> and everybody, I mean, it's the low hanging fruit on, on Vim 101 is, is our movements and motions. And it's like, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't go through another one of these videos. Well, cause and, and it's not dumb. that it's bad, not that there's anything wrong with it. And if you need to learn it, you, you definitely want to watch it. I just I know it and don't care to watch to, to watch any more of them. So I just can't can't. Um, let's see. You know what? Let's let's go ahead and fire up our Patreon supporters. Oh yeah! We have more people to think here, and our Patreon supporters are one of them. They're there for us, and we appreciate them. And I'm dragging on and talking slowly for for a reason mm. because <gasps> what we have a new patreon supporter <laughs> Tor- Tor- B. torby yeah is it tor tor i have Torby-tor? i can't tell i don't know well, uh, thank you thank tor- you very much e new yeah tori b so yeah uh, all our patreon supporters we do love you very much and we try to show you that love every now and then with special messages and secret things. So if you're a Patreon supporter, you you know what some of those things are. Actually, you know, yeah. one of those things. Good. I was going to say, one of those things is a free ch- or a special channel in our Discord called The Herd, where all the Patreon supporters can hang out. So it's, a, that's a it's for our dark secrets. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> exactly. I, I hung out with Champ uh, probably just over an hour last week. We played a little Rocket League after the show. It was fun. We got we jumped into Discord, Hangout, Huddle, whatever the, the audio channel is called, and just played Rocket League. Is, Ch- is, is Champ a Patreon supporter? Because I he, do he, not see Champ on here. He was on your last. Oh, there he is. I was going to say he was on yeah. there. Right there. Yep. Champ. Thank you, Champ. Did that you see fun. that the uh, the... Fortnite wormhole thing is in Rocket League now? No. I don't know what you're talking about. There's there's big rumors about uh, Rocket League getting upgraded to Unreal Engine 5 soon. Oh, they've been talking about that for a long time, I thought. Well, it looks like there's like hints that it's that was, happening soon. I thought that was done when they enabled audio. No? No. I thought that was like one of the big holdbacks on why they didn't have audio channels in game. No, it's uh, people on the internet are the right. They didn't have audio channels. Uh. Yeah. People on the internet are awful as, as a person on the internet, I can confirm this. <laughs> so they, cause they had them for a while. They removed them. I was, I, noticed. I think so. I have no idea about anything in Rocket League, so I, can't, I have nothing to contribute to this conversation. See, that's, I, but, I bring it up because you mentioned NeoVim, which I don't know anything about or care about. Well, you're in luck, Tom, because the NeoVim conference starts tomorrow. It's a virtual conference. It's free for all. And you can learn everything you possibly want to know about the NeoVim ecosystem. 
tomorrow. So I needed to put that in there. Yeah, but when it when it ends, you can't close the window. Well, it doesn't end. Yeah, it yeah, just it does just, just doesn't end. Yeah, that joke never gets old. Never the prime Keep- the primogens hosting, huh? Yeah, it's kind of their kind of their thing. The primogen and, and TJ is uh, the guy who behind telescope. So, yeah, that's uh, kind of cool. So, all right, that is there. Let me move that. All right, all right done. You're awesome. All right. Um, you know, the only other things I have on here, I think all the, all the rest of the stuff is mine. Nothing we need to get to. We're running a little long. Yeah. Uh, I will say if you're a system 76 pop OS person, you might be excited to know that I guess pop OS has decided to skip the next version of, of Gnome. Or I guess the next version of Gnome is out. And they've skipped it, or the next one that's coming out, they're skipping. Anyways, Pop OS or System seventy six is building their own desktop version, mm-hmm. uh, separate from GNOME using Rust. I'm very excited about this. I think they've so been talk, that, talking about be. that one for a long time. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, exciting stuff. Uh, the only other thing I want to kind of i I didn't give their credit last week on this uh, I will mention it this week but Laravel did get recognition in the latest GitHub Universe conference uh, they they received an award uh, what is this took home the global grand- grandiose. 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 grandiose global grandiose open source award celebrating Laravel so I don't know, like, what it was up against. Like, is this, I mean, all open source? I don't know. But, yeah, Laravel got some recognition. And this is good for PHP, right? This is good for PHP, despite the fact that apparently GitHub didn't decide to add PHP to uh, their code spaces. But, um, yeah, this is cool. Uh, Credit to Laravel. I don't know. I'm I'm afraid we're elevating Taylor a little too much. Nowadays, nah, he's he's gonna turn it. He's gonna pull an Elon Musk on us and go completely nuts. <laughs> yeah, all right. I mean, that's that's really really pretty much everything I have. Well, yeah. Have you guys played with the uh, the Chat GPT at all? Everybody's talking about this, and it looks so cool. And no, I haven't. Nope, I have not. It's it's interesting. I mean, like the thing is, is that it's it's very sure of itself. So, if you ask it a question, it will give you an absolute answer, even if it's completely wrong. And it knows a lot of pop culture stuff which is interesting. Um, But it also knows programming. So you can actually ask it to like program something for you in PHP or in go or in rust. And it'll, it'll pipe out mostly functional code. uh, Very similar to uh, copilot. Really? Yeah. 
So you can tell it to code things for you, and it will code things for you. Yeah, uh, and and you can even like you can make references to things like pop culture re- references. You know, uh, I'm going to have it uh, describe the PHP Ugly podcast. <laughs> and I can't seem to get logged into it, so I'm just trying to share it with everybody. But so it is not happy. Here's here's where it's it's both right and wrong. It says. PHP Ugly is a podcast that focuses on the PHP programming language. The podcast features discussions and interviews with PHP developers, as well as news and updates in the PHP community. The hosts of the podcast, Eric Van Johnson and Tom Rideout, bring a humorous and lighthearted approach to the subject matter, making it enjoyable for both experienced and beginner PHP developers. Oh, yeah, it sounds right to me. (laughs) Nailed it. Yeah, man. Uh, and really, yeah, and you know, you can tell it. Try. You can tell it. Try again, and it comes up with a completely different response. Uh, so, like, the prompt that I give it is not going to produce the same results as the prompt that you give it. But if it's really about something that it doesn't know about, it'll just sort of scour its mind and make up something. Really? Yeah. What's the point of it making up something? If I mean, that's not very AI-ish. That's more like, oh, you know, that's more like Tom Wright out AI. Because it has to, because it has to, yeah. yeah. That's exactly, it's it's imitating a human perfectly. (laughs) I pride myself on my ability to imitate a human. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. uh, What's the purpose of this thing? I mean, is this something you think people are going to use? Uh. So you can actually give it like a concept and it runs in a session that maintains that concept. So I can tell it, uh, act as if you are a chef reviewing food and then I can start giving it items of food to review or act. If you act as if you are a tech support, act as if you are a tech support for a computer company and support my requests I had a, a friend of mine show me an AI because he knows I'm running the magazine. And uh, he showed me an AI where he could ask the AI uh, about a certain topic, you know, like Laravel containers, right? And this AI would basically puke out a whole article on Laravel containers along with, and this was the cool thing about it. So, so the article is, it would be, he, he, like he said, he, he's like, it's about 80% there. Like you, ha- you definitely have to read it and you have to clean it up. And you have to fix it. But the really, really cool thing about it is it cites its sources. So as it, as it pukes out this article, at the end of the article, actually, it, within the article, it'll it'll put the little annotations of hey, yeah, this, this is this, this. <laughs> so yeah, the footnotes, and then it'll list all its sources of where it got that information from. There is there is a similar thing here where you can get sources of information, but one of the things is that it makes up sources of information. So if you again, that doesn't that seems anti productive to me. That doesn't that seem good. Well, it, it's interesting. So if you ask it for you know, information on something that's totally fictional, it'll come up with something and then it'll link to a Wikipedia article that looks like it should exist for this fictional thing. But when you click it, it's a 404. So like it, it's crazy. It does, it does weird, weird stuff. 
Roger in our Discord says, Eric, you can... I assume he's talking about the chat uh, chat AI. Eric, you can also pass it code and ask it to find the error. Paste in code. Wow. So yeah. he's basically saying, Eric, all the code you write, you should paste in there, right? <laughs> he, I think he was calling you out and being mean. He says, Pat. Oh, were you being mean to me? He, he, he says, wrote Pat. In. He meant paste. Come on. Well, but you made it sound like I, I couldn't read that correctly. So <laughs> are you being mean to me, Roger? That that that's hurtful. What does buttery say? Its actual brief purpose is to generate human-like prose based on the input. What? It isn't designed to actually be correct or anything. Okay. Well, Roger says he's not being mean. He says you guys are being jerks, and this is why. But Chat AI doesn't recognize you, John. <laughs> I, I, I might have been reading more into that than, than he actually wrote, but. Uh, all right. What do you think? This going to be done. We're done. Rabbit. We all, we all finished. Do you want to hear the ad for Honey Badger that uh, Chat GPT came up with? You know what? I absolutely do want to hear that. Introducing HoneyBadger.io, the perfect solution for monitoring and debugging your application errors. With Honey Badger, you'll be able to easily track and fix errors in your code, helping you to keep your application running smoothly and avoid frustrating downtimes. Our advanced error tracking features an intuitive user interface, make it easy to pinpoint and fix errors so you can focus on building and improving your application. Plus, our exceptional customer support team is always here to help you with any questions or issues that may arise. Try HoneyBadger.io today and experience the power of error tracking and debugging. You'll be glad you did. I'm pretty sure that's almost like the commercial we run, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. (laughs) I don't think it did anything creative there. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, that's it. You'll, what? What, Tom? You look. I just. I just. I had it. I had it recreate. I had it rerun the prompt of generating an ad for HoneyBadger.io, and got the other ad that we run for HoneyBadger. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, what did? What did? All right. See now, are you, John's, you tired well, of dealing I, with I, pesky I, errors I, I, and I, crashes? I I didn't want to do it on here. I was trying to wrap up, but I thought it was funny. I shared it in Discord. No, this is actually very good. You need to share it with the, with the with the audience now. I just said, write an ad for PHP Architect. Are you a skilled PHP developer looking to take your career to the next level? Look no further than PHP Architect. Our publication offers in-depth articles, tutorials, and insights from industry experts on a wide range of PHP-related topics. Whether you're just starting out in the world of PHP or you're a seasoned veteran, PHP Architect has something for you. Subscribe today and join the ranks of the world's top PHP developers. That's actually really good. You know that, right? <laughs> do tech. Do tech. We got we to gotta wrap this up. Nobody wants to say other people can do this. All right. Fine. Okay. That's it. Episode 314 is in the book. I'm Eric. Are you looking to stay up to date with the latest trends and developments in the world of PHP? Then PHP Tech is the conference for you. Our annual event brings together the best and brightest in the PHP community to share their knowledge and experiences. With a lineup of expert speakers, hands-on workshops, and networking opportunities, PHP Tech is the ultimate destination for anyone looking to advance their skills and stay ahead of the curve in the world of PHP. Don't miss out. Register today. I'm John. I'm Tom. 
Keep it up, one, two, one, two, uh, coming off the top, y'all know how we do, listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish, I'ma send a shout out to the host named Eric, yo, he's never on some average shit, you know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate, I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song, yo, shout the host named Thomas, cause he's never wrong, yo, shout to John, you know that he's smart and quiet, unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot, I'm about to do it like this, cause the people love me, shouts out to people. PHP, the ugly, it's called ugly cause it's not professional But I'm about to come through and bless it with style So let's do it when I'm spitting, I perfume the room Yo, the segment of the show is called Doom and Gloom That came from Thomas, yeah, can nobody go beyond this I get the mic and then I'm about to keep it like a promise Yeah, and y'all know we fill them up with anguish We talking about the PHP, the programming language About to break it down, no exaggeration What do y'all do for a living? Web applications, okay, I I can dig it, my words spray tight, uh, they gettin' together on the Thursday nights, yeah, when it comes to rhyming, you can call me the new dude, I spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on YouTube, so let's get it, you know my lyrics are major, all up in the comments, they got plenty of haters, but they doing what they doing, keep it ugly, we ending every show with the saying it's lovely, let's go, yeah, come on.